in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to a bonus episode of Christine's FLR podcast. This episode was first heard on my Patreon and the Wisdom app. Search at Christine Kellogg for both. Now, let's get into it. Hey, we come in. So today I kind of want to address the realities of my sex life. Not that anybody cares, but my whole point in addressing this is just so if there is anyone out there who is struggling in a female-led relationship or just in general, maybe help them maybe not feel so alone. Like everybody goes through dry spells or ebbs and flows and it's okay. So it's more of me sharing so that we can be relatable. So what prompted me to even discuss this subject was I received an email from a listener The listener reached out because they had just listened to um, an episode of my podcast where I really struggled. I was having a rough day and I fought tears through the whole thing. I did not want to publish it. I didn't want to upload it, whatever. But I'm really glad I did because I think that that is one of my main goals in doing my podcast about our relationship dynamic and just discussing other dynamics is I'm a real person. I have bad days. I I think sometimes people have this misconception that, you know, my husband and I are constantly kinky and constantly doing kinky things and that, you know, we're doing hot porn stuff all day, every day. And while we do live this dynamic full time, I mean, this is just how we live our lives. It's not always that way. And I had a really, really rough couple of weeks. In honesty, I would have rather have skipped a week. And my husband told me that it was important to let people see that side of me. So it was nice to hear from someone that they appreciated that. And that made me feel good. And I hope anybody else that listened to that also felt that they could relate to me or, you know, that it made me more relatable. I'm a human being. Not that people think I'm not a human being, but just, you know, I have shitty days just like everybody else. Also in this email that I was sent, 
they said something that was missing from specifically their mental picture of me, but probably also from my viewer or my viewers, my listeners, mental picture of me is our sex life. I'm obviously not going to get graphic and, you know, describe specifics. But um, one of the questions asked was, how long do I keep my subby locked? Well, it really depends. I mean, we kind of go off my mood, what I feel like, because if it was up to him, he would have, he would be locked all the time. He would never take it off. He's much more comfortable when he has it on. He, it's almost like a security thing. He feels better when he has it. Not that he needs the security because he's worried that he's going to cheat on me or whatever. It's just part of our dynamic and it reminds him of the life that we live. And he finds comfort from having his chastity device on. That's just the way it works for us. I find comfort in him having it on. It's like, it's a very important part of our dynamic because we made it that way. It doesn't have to be that way for everyone. The next question is, is how often is my subby permitted to orgasm? That again, very much ebbs and flows. We, I'm sure I've said this before on here and I talk about it all the time in my podcast. We have a house full. We have two teenage daughters and I have a 12 year old son and my mom lives with us and we are in a four bedroom house and we actually have our bedroom and office in like the family room of our house. So we actually don't even have a door. So we use a curtain. Our privacy is pretty limited. And well, I'm kind of like, you know, fuck it, we're adults, we can do what we want. I still respect the other people in the house. I mean, I would feel horrible if I caught my parents doing it. But we still make it happen when we need to. We also have the campground and, you know, every other weekend my youngest is gone. So there is that. But as for a schedule of when he actually gets to orgasm, we don't really have one. Uh, I think the last orgasm he had was probably two weeks ago. And if I'm being completely honest, which will probably be significantly disappointing to some people, I don't always have the highest sex drive. I am working on being more comfortable in my body. I think that might have something to do with it. But sometimes I just, there's so much going on. We're getting ready to move into our camper, whatever the case may be, or I'm just stressed about something that's going on. We have two grad parties to plan, um, you know, and downsizing. All the things that are happening all at once sometimes consume my time and Lately, I haven't been the best at being intentional about taking that time to connect with my husband in that way. He hasn't said anything. I don't know if he would say anything. I mean, he hasn't said anything out of the ordinary. He's usually kind of a hornball anyway, and he is constantly commenting on how sexy he thinks I am and things like that. But we really, really need to get better, especially during these next few months when things are going to be crazy busy for us at taking time to, as he calls it, plug in or just connect on that level. It maybe doesn't even have to be sex, but I would say he's only probably permitted to orgasm if I had to give it a number, maybe a couple times a month, and that might be being generous. There was mention of the longer men are denied, the more desperate, horny, and attentive they become. I agree with that. Also, they believe that orgasm denial is a crucial part of an FLR, or at least for them it is. 
I do believe your dynamic is whatever you make it. So if I think you can have a successful female-led relationship without participating in chastity or orgasm denial or any of those things. I do also agree that it does very much intensify the dynamic of the relationship when you do participate in those things. But it really depends on your view. And if those things don't do it for you, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, then they're not right for you. You find something else that does do it for you, if that makes sense. I think, as I said, chastity is absolutely a very important part of our female-led relationship because we have made it that way. It is something that is important to the two of us, and that's why it is such an important part to our dynamic specifically. Uh, I am actually doing an interview for the podcast uh, today, and it will drop on Monday, that talks more about the medical ramifications or if there are any medical um, implications or problems with practicing denial or participating in edging, if any of those things can cause medical issues. And that's an episode that I want to drop on Monday as well as some different tips or tricks. Tips or tricks that may intensify the whole process. Um, I think for, and this is just me take, I mean, this is just me saying this. It isn't medically backed or anything like that, but excuse me. I think that men should at, at some way ejaculate, whether it's a ruined orgasm, milking the prostate, whatever the case may be, I think it's healthy for them. I think a man ejaculating is equivalent to a woman having a period once a month. It just kind of cleans things out. And again, I fucking don't know this for a fact. This is just me saying, I'm talking out my ass. It just seems to make logical sense to me. Um, I mean, I know that a woman having a period every month is cleansing. I just don't know if specifically a man ejaculating once a month is good or is a cleansing. Anyway, as I get off track, I, I, my sex life has not anywhere near what most people think it probably is. And it's an area maybe right now that is lacking. Uh, I need to be much more intentional at making time because I do believe that that is important, whether it's a situation where we have sex and I ruin his orgasm or whether we don't have sex at all, but we just take the time to do what we need to, to feel that connection and that intimacy, because I think that is a crucial part of every relationship, not just a female-led relationship. So hopefully this answers your questions, just to kind of reiterate. Oh, please hold. Oh, I cannot see. I'm trying. Hello. I was just listening to you for the last few minutes, and um, I just wanted to add that to create great intimacy, um, you got to have great mental intimacy because sex can be a drug. It can be an endorphin drive that you want to fulfill, and you have lack of connection with your mental and your physical all at once. 
And if you don't understand that, you're just fucking, that's it. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't just go about, you know, if you're, you're frustrated, you're sexually frustrated, you know, what are the reasons that drive that up? You know? Yeah. Are you and your partner don't know how to talk to each other? Something I've been going through, you know, and I'm going through a separation, you know, Yeah. my partner, we had dinner last night and she, we just basically said that, you know, we have to start developing conversation. We don't know how to talk to each other unless we're talking about problems. Right. First symptom. How can she get the physical needs to be met? And how can I not worry about what I go through physically and face, you know, things like ED. It's it. The first part is diet. Second part is mentality. And third part is connection. If you don't know how to talk to each other and receive each other, then guess what? You're just fucking. That's it. Yeah. My, my husband and I have very, very open. Commu- I mean, we have to have open communication in the dynamic that we live in. It's not necessarily, I mean, we have a connection. I mean, mentally we are fucking each other all day. I mean, we, and then that's not what you meant. I know, but I mean, but we, no, it's just an expression. It doesn't mean just literal. Yeah, no, I know we, we have very open. I mean, I've never communicated with anybody I've ever been with. Like I communicate with him. We have open lines of communication. You have to when there's a chastity device on his penis. I mean, there has to be open communication about everything. We have weekly check-ins, things like that. It's just with how busy our life is right now, we haven't been intentionally taking the time to... Around, around his genitals? Yep, he sure does. And I wear the key around my neck. Why? Because that's our dynamic. That's what we do. It's it's on a whole nother mental level. Security or his? It's not a security thing. I don't have any issues with trust in him at all. I 100% trust him. It's just a part of our dynamic and how we live our lives. Okay. It doesn't, I mean, a lot of people don't understand. It's, it's more mental than it is physical. It's just a different type of connection that we have. And it was his idea. So it's not like I said, hey, lock it up because I don't trust you. It was something that he brought up to me and we sat down and communicated about it. And we've been, this is not something I'm, I'm very qualified to even understand. So I'm, I'm my apologies. No, no worries at all. No. And I appreciate it. Okay. So very quickly, I will just kind of reiterate what I was, what my whole point of this talk was, um, was just basically a listener from my podcast that was curious about, because I don't talk about it much on my podcast about our actual sex life or our dynamic and when he's allowed to orgasm or when he's not or how often we interact that way. So hopefully this answers all of those questions. I always get thrown off track (laughs) when somebody comes in. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I totally lose my train of thought. Anyway, I hope that was helpful to anybody that listened and I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of their week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I sincerely hope that something that was said in this episode was useful to you. As always, all of my contact info is in the show notes of this episode. And if you'd like to support my podcast, please find me on Patreon. Your support is truly appreciated. Have a great weekend. Be a good human being and take care of each other. Mwah!